Hi, thank you for listening to the Mornings with Aiken. This is a talk show we record live Monday through Friday on twitch.tv forward slash Charlie Aiken. From time to time, you will hear me talk to people. And that is me interacting with chat who is giving their opinion on the topics we are currently talking about. If you would like to give your opinion, join us 10 a.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday on twitch.tv forward slash Charlie Aiken. Enjoy the show. Favorite movies of all time. So whatever your guys' favorite movie is, I want to know what they are and why. What they are and why. And so that's what we're going to do to kind of break up the politics a little bit. Because we're going to talk a lot about politics today. And I didn't want the show just to be about that. So that's what we're going to be doing here. Uh, and I think it's going to be um, it's going to be a good show. It's going to be a good show. Uh, usually it's two hours. I always say it's two hours. Yesterday's show was two hours. Um, that was like when I edited the podcast together, that was... Uh, it was it was exactly two hours yesterday, and so that was awesome. Um, usually, like usually our show, like the actual content of the show, is like an hour and a half, um, and I feel like that's a good amount of time to listen to someone talk, especially if you're like heading to work or something. <laughs> uh, but one of the things that uh, I will I will start to do. Uh, on the podcast is breaking up into sections so you'll actually be able to like skip to like the section you actually want to hear about uh, so that will be something that I'll be doing uh, maybe starting next week uh, there is a way to do it within uh, there's a way to do it within the um, system itself that I upload to there's also a way to do it in some of the podcasting software out there so there's definitely things uh there's definitely things that I want to do more with the podcast. But this is really the main show here. This is the main show right here. Is uh, So if you're here, you don't have to listen to the podcast like at all. Um, so we're going to... Let's see here. We're going to... We are going to start here in just a few minutes. I'm going to just drink... I'm just drinking my G Fuel. Uh, yesterday we started playing uh, Detroit... Uh, Detroit Become Human. If you guys have never played that game. Yo, you just got the notification. Uh, yeah, so like, uh, Discord is like really slow on the draw. I might actually remove the automatic thing for me and just do it manually because... Twitch is, uh, Discord is, like, really slow in the draw. Like, they, uh, 20 minutes after I hit the go live button, they decide to push the button. They put, like, to push out the notification. So, I might actually end up doing that on my own and taking me off the automatic thing. Um, so, yeah, it doesn't do it. It doesn't do me any favors, really, to, uh, to, uh, to have it automatic just because it takes 20 minutes for the bot to do it. But how you doing, Ink? How you doing? Uh, yesterday, if you didn't know this, yesterday we started playing Detroit Become Human. Uh, awesome game so far. Uh, this is a clip. Let me see if I can find the clip really quick. This is a, a clip from yesterday that kind of kind of gives you a good idea of but like how uh, how I felt about the game. Well, let me turn this down. 
you shit. Holy crap. Yeah, so that was uh that was me uh that was me yesterday. Uh like I literally was lost for words. I was at chapter seven and like I was lost for words on like the whole like like just I was just, it was just crazy like how good the story has been and we're only on chapter seven. Yeah. I am playing a story game tonight. We're gonna be playing it again tonight. The only reason we wouldn't be playing it tonight is if we got hit up by like sweater or goats or something to play some Sea of Thieves, but we're definitely playing it tonight. And uh, I am super, super pumped. Uh, super, super pumped to really get like, uh, to continue playing because there are so many different ways to play the game that like we're right now, we're kind of playing it as a protagonist. Uh, but like it is, there's so many different ways of playing the game right now. And I am really, really, uh, just looking for, like, I, I woke up this morning, like eager to play. And like, if we were, if we didn't have this morning show, you bet your ass, we'd be playing it right now. We'd be playing that game right now. So man, it, it was, it was emotional for that, like that first seven chapters. And apparently it gets even more so. Uh, going forward above the line if you're here thank you so much for showing for being here and hanging out with us you're so sad why yeah when are you going back to school buddy when is uh when does school start for you like different as in like different as in what as in like you went, you moved from like sixth grade to like elementary to uh, like elementary to middle school or like different elementary school or what? I'm going to have to leave friends. That's I, that, that's always that's always a hard thing there, Inc. And it's something that as as it's something that we learn from and we grow from and become an adult. Right, because throughout our lives as adults, we we have to leave. Uh, we are we have as we grow up, we have to we have to leave people behind a lot. And this is a time in your life, this time in your life, you really have to. Uh, you, you is how like it, it is a good learning opportunity to learn how to how to manage that, those feelings. And it, they're and it, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be sad that you're leaving, but know that your friend, just because you leave town, that your friends are still going to be your friends. My, my, one of my greatest friends, I, I consider a brother lives in Texas and I haven't seen him in six years, but I know as soon as we get, when we hang out together again, it will be like, we have never like it would be like we never left like he never moved away and i you know like it was it so know that even though that you are moving there still will always be your friends 
Moving to Tyler, Texas. Okay. Moving to Tyler, Texas. Any particular reason why you guys are moving there? Is it like a job opportunity for your parents? Is it uh is it just trying to you, you found like they found a like an interest they like the town? Cause Dallas moving to Tyler, like is Tyler like a small town? Compared to Dallas, it's tiny. <laughs> Compared to Dallas, it's a tiny town. All right. Uh, a couple updates about my my life. If you got, uh, we're just gonna, you know, like when I said a couple we uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I want to be more transparent about my my life and like the things that are that are kind of happening with it. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, that are happening with it, and because ultimately the reason why I exist on this platform and the reason why this channel exists is ultimately because of you all. And and I want to be able to keep you guys up to date about how things are going in my personal life uh, to to an extent. I'm not going to like give out all the information, but uh, but like some things I feel like you guys are privy to. So, like, uh, you know, I have had some financial troubles over the last, you know, over the last few months, obviously uh, going from having. So like having a, 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 a big paying job to having not a big paying job and and, we're, and just we're living off savings. Uh, and so now uh, I have taken that and uh, and with that financial stress a little bit, I have eased it a bit by applying for unemployment and unemployment is something we all pay into when you have a job. So this isn't something like. You know, this is all something that we that we pay into. So I am finally cashing in on it. I actually tried to cash on it the first time, like a few months ago, but they denied me. I denied me, but because uh, because I had quit my job instead of getting fired or laid off. So they denied me and they said uh, and then I, I just decided to apply again and they approved me this time. So. I'm going to get I'm going to get that unemployment money and that's going to be great. That's going to it's going to help out a lot to kind of subsidize uh, my living, my my expenses right now. So that's really nice. And so hopefully uh, this will kind of keep keep it, keep the dream going a little bit more, you know, keep the dream going and pushing forward on, on this career of becoming a full time uh, content creator, not being so stressed about money. Uh, and I can act, focus on on the content and focus on building a community. Uh, I can be here for a minute. Got to run shortly. All right, 336. How are you, dude? How's your streams been? How the streams been, man? Uh, my mom is moving. Uh, my mom is moving with the stepdad. They are neighborhood there. They can calm everyone and talks to each other. Okay. Plus my sister. Your, your mom will probably like being close to your sister for sure. It sucks. You know, it, it sucks, but it's part of it's part of growing up and learning how to how to deal with moving away uh wait can i get unemployment <laughs> i don't think you can get unemployment you so basically you pay for unemployment you pay for unemployment through your paychecks so like when you get paid you also pay into an unemployment insurance so the idea is if you lose your job or you get laid off that you can apply to the government, you can apply for unemployment and then they give you a, a check. 
um, every week, I believe, they give you a check, and that check is essentially supposed to, you know, it's not supposed to replace your paycheck. It's just supposed to help you, like, kind of, like, limp along until you get a new job. Well, in this case, it's going to be helping help subsidize this career and trying to get this off the ground a little bit more. So that's kind of what uh, this and again, like it, it's uh, it's not it, it, it is far from what it's like basically working 20 hours a week at my old job is essentially what I'm going to get paid. About 20 hours a week. So and not actually, you know, doing the, the work. So that is uh, that is uh, essentially what unemployment insurance is. Is, 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 is you, we all pay into it, but like so it's and it's different from state to state. It really is. It's different from state to state. And uh, Alaska, Alaska has some reasonable things, but it feels like a lot of hoops to jump through. Considering I had to pay into this, um, cons- like so, like I have to apply to two jobs a week, essentially. Uh, I have to apply for two jobs a week. Uh, I have to, uh, report, uh, report a bunch of, like, uh, a bunch of information about like how I'm looking for jobs and all this other stuff. So it is, <laughs> it's a, it's a, there's a lot to it. There's a lot to it, but it's, you know, Aster Gaster, what's going on, BB? How you doing? Welcome back. Welcome back. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it just feels like, okay, just give me my money. <laughs> Just give me my money, please. <laughs> you know, like I this is my money. Just give it back to me. It'd be like it'd be like being a 65 year old and having like to deal with, I guess, Medicare paperwork. Medicare paperwork actually isn't that bad. Not for the not for the individual. So. Yeah, but yeah, so uh, I applied for that today. I will get... So what actually is interesting is I got paid by my client on Monday, and it's actually more, It's actually pretty dramatically more than what the employment check would be get. So I'm actually not going to get a payment from an unemployment for a while, um, for some time. So it's just going to... Yeah, so whatever. Whatever. It is what it is. Um, but... Uh, but again, I did it because I want to I want to I want this thing to be a dream. I want this thing to be a career. I want this what we're doing right now to be a career. And it's hard for me from day to day to worry about money and make try to make this as a career. So the unemployment insurance is definitely going to help with that quite a bit. And so that's kind of. So that's kind of uh, what we're. Um, how we're handling things right now, like. Again, like I, I, I told you guys, I want to be transparent and open with all of you. So, um, so this is kind of part of that that story, and I talked about it on my vlog the other day, and things like that. So, yeah, and I don't think it's anything. Like, unemployment is 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 an is a is a thing that everyone should use eventually. Everyone will use eventually at some point in their life. So, just letting this think about being epic. Oh, we're we're always epic here. We are we put the epic in Fortnite. All right. That is that is how epic we are here today, Aster. Even though we don't play Fortnite, we put the epic 
in Fortnite. Can you believe Epic? A game... <laughs> Can you believe a company, Epic, created Fortnite? The, ga the game company that created Gears of War. <laughs> the company that created uh, Gears of War created Fortnite. <laughs> No, I couldn't. You know why? Because I don't wear ladies' underwear. That's why. <laughs> I could now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, above the line. How was uh, how was Fortnite? Uh, not Fortnite. I'm sorry. How was uh, da, 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 Overwatch last night? I'm down to play some Overwatch tonight. If you guys are down to play it, I, I was um, uh, like, I uh, I was like super into my work yesterday, and it was really, and I was watching like videos from the 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 debates and like just getting all the debate stuff it all uh, absorbed as I could yesterday because I obviously I missed it so Ugh, last kiwi bird what is going on how are you feeling are you feeling okay everybody the last kiwi but can I tell everyone what happened last kiwi bird can I can I tell everyone can I tell everyone what happened sure all right so yesterday um Yeah, it's actually Democrats. Yeah. So uh, yesterday I got a text late last night from the last Kiwi bird and she uh, and I only had. OK, so this is this. I'm just I'm going to tell a story. So I got a text last night from the last Kiwi bird and I, I, I it was a video of her riding a horse. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the tech, the caption was I found the horse that I'm not going to buy. And like I, I, I was watching the video and then I saw the caption or the 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 the, uh, the other text she sent. I stopped watching the video and I go, what do you mean? And then I continued watching the video. <laughs> and she I shouldn't be laughing but she ended up falling off of this horse um and falling onto her back and <laughs> and I I was I was like oh shit and at the very at the very end of the video all you hear is I'm good <laughs> and I'm just like no you're not you just fell off of a horse <laughs> I was, I actually la kind of laughed out loud when I heard you go, I'm good. Because it's the very last Kiwi bird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I, I I had a good chuckle, but I felt really bad because like I know that you're probably hurting. You're probably hurting right now. <laughs> this horse doesn't buck. This horse doesn't kick. This horse doesn't do shit you don't want it to do. Horse, horse, horse then commences to kick and buck and do things you don't want it to do. <laughs> uh, glad my work lets me smoke on shift. Oh, damn. But does it nay? Does it nay? Did it nay? 
Can you make it trot? Oh my god. It did not. <laughs> Can you make it trot? <laughs> Can you make it nay nay? <laughs> Can you make it do the stanky leg? Can you make it do the stanky leg? That's that's really that's really the question at hand here is nay nay to my ass on the ground <laughs> yeah i you know oh, shit. oh sh fucking god that scares the shit out of me every time <laughs> and it's so much sneakier <laughs> sorry i closed my phone for a call oh you're good uh, I was going to say thanks for inviting me last night uh, to play some Overwatch uh, above the line, but I was like super into like my uh, watching the debate highlights and stuff like that. Like it was like I was like super into the debate like highlights and I was I, I, my that's, that's where my head was essentially last night and uh, I couldn't um, I, I just couldn't break away from it and I it, there was some great like Elizabeth Warren and and Bernie Sanders fucking came out and just whack whack <laughs> took those centrists and just slapped them across the face. <laughs> Sweater Grandmaster top five hundred pro watch uh, playing friend stopped by it was gross. What do you mean Grandmaster top five hundred pro Overwatch playing? Also, uh, we did play uh, Detroit Become Human last night. Um. I'm going to show the clip again. I'm going to show the clip again here in a minute to give you guys kind of a concept about like how how I dealt that game. So did you see like Jesus? So wait, wait, wait. So did you see Jesus in in the foot of the horse? Like was it like a drawing of Jesus? Like, you know, like sometimes like a piece of toast will have burned Jesus face in it or like or like. Or like soup or coffee will have made Jesus' face. Is that what you saw? He drew in the sand in front of my face, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What's up, Zook? How's it going? Uh, <laughs> he drew it in the sand. right? Over, yeah, I saw it. Okay, so he's in the top 500 in the world? Damn, sweater need to fucking cool it. He needs to fucking cool it, alright? He needs to cool off, man. Alright, so this was me yesterday. If you guys if you guys weren't around watching, uh if you guys weren't around watching the uh um if you guys weren't around watching the stream yesterday, uh, obviously that people have things to do, but we were playing Detroit Become Human, and this was uh, this was like the last chapter we did, and I was. You'll just see my reaction after this scene. Craig, he's coming.
Holy shit. Holy crap. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that was <laughs> that was me yesterday. Uh that was me yesterday playing uh Detroit Become Human. Cora in the background. Are they safe? <laughs> yeah. I'm eating some Wendy's, so I'm pretty content. Ah. Oh man, I want some Wendy's. I treated myself yesterday though. So I got paid by a client on Monday. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to treat myself to some Chinese. And so I actually went and got Chinese. I got Chinese yesterday. So what did you get? What did you what did you get, Zook, at uh, at Wendy's? What did you get? I want that, too. I want Chinese. You know, OK, last keyword. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know if you're aware of this, but cars has some of the best Chinese food. I've ever had straight up and really yeah yeah and you can get the you can get the supreme combo if you can get the supreme combo and it's ten dollars and you get two entrees and fried rice and it's it's like it's lit for like for me it's like a it's like a it's like a meal it's like a meal and like uh and like I can have a little bit for like dinner for you. It would be like a it would be like three days worth of food. Like <laughs> like three days worth of food. So one meal. <laughs> I'm going to Ohio tomorrow. Hang out with my friend. Ooh, that's right. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be fun. You underestimate my power. <laughs> Get Chinese and watch Netflix. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. That's that is sounds like a great vacation <laughs> to be real, to be real with you. Like anytime I go on vacation, everyone's like, let's go to Disneyland. Let's go to Disney World. Let's go here. Let's go here. I'm like, can we just like I'm not in Alaska. That's good enough for me. Let's just hang out. <laughs> uh can we just sleep for a full day? Yeah. I with kiddos, I totally understand that. I totally understand that with kiddos. Like when my girlfriend and I, my ex-girlfriend and I, when we decided to go to uh Utah, we decided, you know, we we leave the kids here. Uh and it we we the first day we were there, we slept in all day. <laughs> so, yeah, it was I totally get that. I totally understand that. What? What? Five biggie bag, a double bacon cheeseburger. Fries, four nuggets, and a drink for $5? That does not exist here in Alaska, by the way. Zook, that, I wish that existed here. It does not. It does not <laughs> exist here at all. Oh! Damn, throwing some shade at the kids. <laughs> at McDonald's here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no kidding. All right. Did anyone watch the debate last night? Did anyone have an opportunity to watch the debate? I watched a good 
hour and f about 45 minutes of the debate if i'm being real about it about 45 minutes before we started playing detroit become human and <laughs> without the beaches yeah no kidding um did anybody watch the debates last night so they were uh, it was a good debate, and one of the- let me just, uh, get my notes here really quick. Let me get my notes. Yeah, it's a very stressful election, that's for sure. Alright, we'll talk about- we'll talk about the debates here. Get rid of this. No. Okay, so... Alright, so... They were the debate last night. Here, here's who were on this. Who here were the big hitty, heavy hitters on the stage last night? Uh, it is Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, Rourke. Uh, those were the big heavy hitters last night on that stage. And the two most progressives were uh, Sanders and Warren, of course. And the centrists, woo! The centrists came out real strong against the the progressives. Um, and what was really strange about it was that like the centrists were using Republican talking points to attack Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. Like they were legitimately using things, Donald Trump, Mitch McConnell, like uh, Paul, uh, Paul, is it Ryan, Ryan Paul, Paul Ryan? I don't know. Anyways, uh, those guys like literal talking points uh, about, uh, about the healthcare services, like healthcare, Medicare for all, to attack other Democrats. And what was great about this debate is that Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren did not just sit down and take it. They went after them. They went after them hard. Like it was, it was... <laughs> it, it was so masterful to watch these two go at it. It, what really... What really was amazing about it was I saw a president and a vice president in both of them, right? So I would be a-okay with a candidate or candidate for president Elizabeth Warren and candidate for pre vice president Bernie Sanders or vice versa. I would be fine with that after watching this debate. Like that would be a powerhouse of a ticket and I think that people would people would go in on it i really do i really do think people would and the crowd backed up bernie and elizabeth um uh bernie and elizabeth both like handled themselves really well and we're going to talk about it a little bit here in a minute oh uh, it's just a few seconds Ugh. <laughs> yeah um so Let's see here. So a couple of things. So we're going to watch some of the clips from the debate. Um, and and there's some things that I, I, I want to talk about as. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Without the tropics. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. So. Like, like I said, there was a lot of fire and fury uh, from Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders last night. We need to have a campaign of energy and excitement 
I love that the oldest candidate on the stage is the guy saying, like Bernie. Bernie's literally the oldest guy there, and he's like, "We need to have a, we need to have a campaign of energy and excitement." Everyone else is like, "Yeah, Bernie, you go get him." <laughs> like Bernie's the one telling everybody, the oldest dude in the room is telling everybody, hey, "We need energy and excitement, people. Let's go. Come on, let's do this." It's like. Like if that doesn't tell you like the the age thing is bullshit, I don't know what do, what does you know. Like come on. Let's get real. Tonight we debate, but ultimately taking on progressive Bernie Sanders. So yeah, so this was like warning that their policies are too extreme and could. So this is like one of the instances right here. Right here is one of the instances where the centrists kind of came out and attacked uh, the progressive agenda, and. And uh, this is kind of what the kind of the talking points were. Trump a second term. You might as well FedEx the election to Donald Trump. I think we've got to focus on where Donald Trump is failing. You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for president of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for. <laughs> Like that, like that's what I'm talking about. Like she's talking about Medicare for all, trying to give everyone universal health care. And then uh, a centrist comes out and says, we can't do that. Why are we talking about doing that? That is extreme. We don't want to do that. And then she comes out and is like, why are you running for president then? Stop running for president if you say we can't do something. Like presidents throughout our entire history have done things that have said things like the impossible things fucking jfk said we were going to go to the moon in less than 10 years and we did it when we said we were going to do it we did it and there are candidates on that stage last night there were candidates on that stage last night that were just saying we can't do this we can't do that we can't do this and they were like they were attacking uh, Bernie and they were attacking Elizabeth Warren all night and just attacking the the progressive uh, that progressive movement there. Uh, and again, Bernie and Elizabeth they weren't they weren't taken they weren't they weren't just taking it. So let's see here. Former Congressman John Delaney, a centrist, challenging Sanders and Warren on their calls for Medicare for all. With bad policies like Medicare for all free everything, and impossible promises that'll turn off independent voters and get Trump reelected. You're wrong. <laughs> Healthcare is a human right, not a privilege. I believe that. I will fight for that. Why do we got to be the party of taking something away no, from people? No, we are the Democrats. We are not about trying to take away health care from anyone. That's what the Republicans are trying to do. And we should stop using Republican talking points in order to talk with each other about how to best provide that health care. Mayor Pete Buttigieg. So, like, yesterday I talked about, yesterday I talked about how the, there was, there was this dynamic, that, an interesting dynamic that could happen where Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren may have to fight each other. Like, they would have to go after each other about their differences and their policy differences and, and how, uh, and how they're how they different from each other. Now, that didn't happen at all last night. They didn't go after each other once. If anything, the centrists came after them and they ended up just boosting up their own policies and just like it, it was just a spotlight on on both on Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren and their policies. Now, I did say that this debate tonight is going to be all about, or that debate last night was all going to be all about policy, and it was. And what was great about it is that Bernie Sanders 
was able to talk more about Medicare for all. He was able to talk about the things that he really cared about. And it, it and it, 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 he was able to take those, uh, those talking points that centrists use every day to talk, like to basically tell him that he's wrong and, and, uh, basically cut their feet from out from under them and say, this is why your arguments are wrong about why we can't do this. And Elizabeth Warren, what was great about it was Elizabeth Warren was there to back him up and vice versa. And he backed her up. So like, instead of them fighting with each other, they actually ended up working together to fight for the progressive policies that they both care about, which was um, what I said earlier that I could see them being president, one of them being president, one of them being vice president or vice versa. Like I would be fine with that just because I, what I saw yesterday was masterful debate. It really was. It really, really was not master. Not <laughs> never mind. Not going there. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> I was going to say something about, uh, Um, yeah. And Pete Buttigieg had a great little quote yesterday as well. He was saying, you know, a lot of the centrists on a lot of the centrists on uh, on the Democrat side are basically worried about what Republicans are going to talk about. And Pete had a great line that that basically kind of kind of sums it up of why people shouldn't worry about it. Saying it's time to stop worrying what Republicans say. If we embrace a far left agenda, they're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. If we embrace a conservative agenda, you know what we're, they're going to do? They're going to say we're a bunch of crazy socialists. Sanders tried to lean into his record. So that like it makes a good point. It doesn't matter where the Repu- where the Democrats uh, where the Democrats land. It doesn't matter if they land in the center conservative or liberal or far or far left the republicans are always going to attack them every every they could they could totally they could be like democrats would come out and be like yeah gun, guns should be allowed for everybody yeah sure whatever and the republicans would still come after them and call them socialists or call them crazy people for for flipping on their party or call them flip-floppers or whatever so pete makes a good point don't worry about what the Republicans are going to say. Fight for good policies. And that's what was so great about this debate was that that's what it was all about. It was just about policy. And and again, with uh, <laughs> with the centrists attacking Bernie and Warren all night, it was just a big spotlight on progressive movement. It really was. You know, that's all. <laughs> it was great. I was watching. I was like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> you know, and uh, one thing that I do want to talk about a little bit uh, as well is Mary Ann Williamson. Who knows Mary Ann Williamson? If you guys have not heard of her, she's not a politician. She's an author. And I absolutely have no idea who's supporting her. And how she got on the debate stage twice, but she's been on the debate stage twice and she's a little, (laughs) she's a little out there. Uh, Let me see if I can find this quote from her. Uh, There is a quote from her on here Uh, and she's a little out there. She talked about in the first debate, she talked about how she would defeat Trump, Trump with love and compassion. 
which Bernie Sanders says that too, but he also talks about policy um, and like how he would, you know, how he would be Donald Trump with policy where she, she, she's very much. <laughs> okay. She very much has that hippie mindset and it's like, I, who, how did she get on the, how did she get on this debate stage? But here she goes. You can beat Trump. As the president tries to fire up his base with racial attacks, <laughs> Marianne Williamson with an impassioned plea. If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. And Buttigieg with a warning. Like, she makes like, like there's a there's a good point there. Like, yeah, like. I get she makes a good point where if the Democrat, like dark psychic energy. Yeah. She looks crazy. Scary. <laughs> uh, we must defeat it. Yeah. The dark psychic energy. Uh, it was like, and then, and then like the first debate, she talked about how she would, uh, you know, it talked about how she would uh, defeat Trump with love and compassion. And, and it was like, <sighs> And how do you think Trump's really like she calls it wonkiness? She's calling policy wonkiness, which is something that really bothers me because it's the same kind of rhetoric that like uh, Donald Trump uses. Right. Donald Trump really doesn't talk about policy. He just like has ideas and then puts them in the place or tries to put them in the place. So he doesn't really have the policies where she's kind of the same way where she's kind of just not uh not really talking about policy and just talking about like feelings and things like that maybe that is what we need to be donald trump with i don't really know but like honestly i think people care more about what what can a candidate do for them what who's going to speak most to what their policies are so like like that is essentially You know, and well, like, well, like Bernie and Elizabeth, like with Bernie, with Bernie and with Elizabeth, it's like they were talking, like they were defending their policies all night, which is great for them. And nobody else really talk was able to talk about their own policies. Nobody was. But let me show you this map. Let me show you this really interesting map that ABC Good Morning America brought up. So before the debate, this was the map before the debate uh of of searches across america so like you saw bernie sanders he was getting a lot of trends in the google trends he was getting searched a lot in all over the country right before the debate and elizabeth warren was in second place he had uh marianne williamson uh then steve bullock and amy uh kolbishar who they both they all kind of had a little bit here and there but look at this map Amy, uh, Marianne Williamson. This is what scares me about it is that Marianne Williamson, after the debate, had the most searches on Google than any other candidate. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I did Google her, but it was to figure out how to spell her name properly and <laughs> and not and not and not to find out any information about her. I did Google her to find out how to spell her name right, but that was it. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't Google her to find out what her policies were, which I guess I should now that she's getting a little bit more traction. But, you know, it's, it's definitely, uh, 
definitely interesting to see how like the country reacted after the debate because Bernie, like if we talk about winners and losers from the debate, Bernie and Elizabeth Warren both won the debate yesterday. They won the debate and also their progressive policies won the debate. They really did. And um, and if we talk about anyone else who won the debate, uh, Bullock, Steve Bullock and Delaney, both of them also won the debate last night. That was uh, the reason being is they 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 were able to talk the most. Essentially, that's the only reason why they why they are in the winners category there. But Warren and Bernie really walked away with a big win, especially Bernie, who is learned who is losing traction in the polls. He was losing traction in the polls, and then he, uh, and then after this debate, he's probably going to tick back up a bit, just because he was able to like iron out his policies and all that stuff. And the, and the, if I have to say one thing, CNN really like set both Warren and Bernie up for failure throughout this entire debate. One question: This was one question, and it was a yes or no question from the moderators. Will you raise taxes? On the middle class. All I wanted was a yes or no, which is bullshit. Because if you you should be able to you should be able to, to clarify why you're raising taxes on the middle class. It is a bullshit, bullshit question. If it's like, are you gonna raise taxes for the middle class? Yes or no? And then they cut you off when you try to explain why you're gonna raise taxes on the middle class. And then you're not just raising taxes on the middle class. You're raising taxes across the board to pay for things like uh, for, you know, K through 16 or you're paying for um, or paying for Medicare for all or you're paying for, you know, affordable housing or whatever it is, whatever those policies are that you want to pay for. Yeah, you're going to have to raise taxes, especially after the tax cut that didn't help anybody. And. You're going to have to raise taxes and then and then you get rid of the premiums and deductibles and all that stuff. That's how you kind of answer that question. But CNN really set them up for failure on that. But what was great about it is that the candidates around them kept attacking Medicare for all, which gave Bernie and Elizabeth Warren time to be able to actually clarify what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Zook, they are. I mean, you know why? Because they're not taking money from from uh, from uh, corporate uh, corporate tax or uh, uh, super PACs or PAC money. Like so the reason why they're so persistent on emailing and getting uh, donations is because the only way they're getting money is from individuals. They're not getting money from any place else. And so when. So, you know, when you when you get money from, you know, when you have big fancy dinners, fifteen thousand dollars a plate, you know, or you you having packs uh, do a bunch of campaigning for you. You don't have to fundraise as hard as as say, like Bernie Sanders, you know, Bernie Sanders is. And I don't know if you guys watch there if you follow Bernie on Twitter, but his social media team is one of the best social media teams I've ever seen, not just on a political standpoint, but like in any in any business anywhere the the his so his twitter team was live tweeting the event with video from the debate like they were clipping things from the debate and they were clipping things from the debate 
and uploading them literally like minutes after Bernie had said it. Literally after Bernie had said it, like this is one of the uh, this is one of the exchange one of my favorite ex- uh, and I actually live tweeted this. Uh, this is uh, this was uh, Ohio Ohio Senator I believe uh, Tim Ryan. He was attacking Bernie on his Medicare for All bill and basically telling Bernie he didn't understand. So this is one of my favorite most favorite ex- uh, exchanges of the night right here tried to lean into his record and fight off Ohio Congressman Tim Ryan. Medicare for all is comprehensive. It covers all health care needs for senior citizens. It will finally include dental care, hearing aids, and eyeglasses. You don't know that, Second Bernie. of all, we'll come I, to you in a second, I do know when I wrote the damn bill. Like, Bernie, again, like, Bernie was not, <laughs> Bernie was not sitting down taking that stuff lightly. He was like, don't come at me and tell me what I don't understand because I wrote this damn bill. Like that's basically what he did. And it was, it was, uh, it was a, for progressives is a great night. It really was. It was a great night for progressives. Um, losers last night, Kobashar, uh, Beto. (laughs) So Beto has already qualified for the next debate. He will be there, but, um, but he had a really bad night. I don't know if any of you guys watched the debate, like he's not even in any of the highlight clips. He's literally not in any of the highlight clips. He had such a bad night. He had no energy. He had no desire to, it didn't seem like he had no desire to even be there. Um, and he was just super just out of it. It was weird. And, and then Kobashar, like again, Opening statements was her her most her most like biggest moment was her opening statements. The rest of the night she was kind of meh. Uh, so like I don't know if she's qualified for the next debate, but Beto O'Rourke is, and he will be there. Um, hopefully he brings his A game the next debate, which is in September. By the way, the next debate is happening in September in Houston. So you'll be able to, uh, you if you got, and that will probably be a smaller stage. Hopefully, hopefully we don't have twenty damn candidates and we can have one debate on one night. Um, even though fucking news is losing their minds over having two nights of debate. This is like, I don't know if you guys ever watched CNN. CNN fucking loves political season. Like they love presidential elections. They just love them. They like treat them like sporting events. This is their Super Bowl. And it's a Super Bowl that lasts for two years. <laughs> and like Jeff King and Wolf Blitzer and their little, I don't even know the guy's name, but he's a little round dude with glasses. And he, he just like, as a, he goes up to his board and starts talking on his board. And he's like, do this over here. And like, this candidate is so good over here and stuff. They fucking lose their mind. They fucking lose their mind when it comes to political season. And, uh, it's fun to watch, but then also it gets pretty irritating. <laughs> um, in 2016, when we when they were doing the uh, during the election, we were watching CNN, and Wolf Blitzer was just like he was just like a broken record all night. It was just like. <laughs> It was just like, we have another thing coming in right now. Stay tuned. We have another break. We have another projection. Like, it was just like, uh. now it could have been that the fact that every projection that came in was for was for Donald Trump. And it just was put a bad taste in my mouth. Now I hate Wolf Blitzer. 
Uh, but you know, whatever it could, you know, it could be that, <laughs> you know, could be, it could be. Does anyone have any questions about last night's debate? Does anyone have any questions about like how it went? What happened? Uh, one interesting thing is that like, uh, Elizabeth Warren talked about a, um, a, an insulin patient that ended up having to ration his insulin because he couldn't have his health care wouldn't pay for his insurance wouldn't pay for more. So he's rationing it and he ended up dying because of it. And at one point he, she got cut off when she was about to start that story. And then when she got called on again, probably about 30 seconds afterwards, she ended up talking about that same story and the audience laughed um, because uh, I think they laughed at the fact that like, She's bringing up this story after getting cut off. But the story, but she actually like scolded the audience at one point and said, this isn't funny. This is serious business. And like it was it was I was like, whoa. And that's like that's kind of the thing there where it was like you, you look at Elizabeth Warren and you see a really you seem like a you see like a really nice person who who and she and she I bet she is. But she has like this like there's like this like this switch that she puts on where she's able to be like, this is serious business and we need to really talk about it. And if we don't and we laugh about it, we, we laugh off the issue and that's not good. And it, it's really great to see her have that side, that, that side that a lot of people didn't think it probably existed. So that's probably helped her a lot too, where she was able to have this, like um, this moment of like, this, talk about compassion but also it was like like her kind of scolding the audience over laughing over or laughing over the story so um again winners last night bernie sanders elizabeth warren everyone else was kind of just there <laughs> and i really do hope the next debate is a smaller stage i really do um and i i, I i'm really surprised that like pete Buttigieg didn't have a better night like he did have some great little sound bites but i'm surprised he didn't have a better night um considering he wasn't being overshadowed by biden again like he had less competition on that stage than he did the first time and and he and he did really great in the first debate but this first the second one he kind of was not even around and if you're, you know, if you're a fan of him and you want to show him support, go for it and send some money his way and then let him know, like, hey, I wasn't really happy with the debate last night. Can you do better next time? <laughs> I really want you to win. Uh, that's essentially um, what happened. He was he was just kind of there. Everyone was just kind of there. Um, some spoke up more than others, but it was really a Bernie Sanders and Warren show last night. So, um. All right, so we're going to move on. What time is it? Oh, it's almost 10 o'clock. Oh, geez. We still got, we got, so we're breaking up this story into two parts, but in the, in the, uh, in the break here, we're going to talk about the, our favorite movies of all time. Cause I'm doing this because I didn't want today's show to be all about politics. <laughs> so we're going to talk about the best movies of all time, your favorite movies of all time. Uh, you guys let me know what they are. And we and then also tell me why they're your favorite. Okay, we can so we can start from the bottom up. We can start from like number five, or do we want to do top three? What do we want to do? Top three or top five? Top ten? 
No, top 10 is too many. Top 10? Top 15? Oh, shit. My, okay, I will start. Let's, uh, we can do top three. Let's do top three, because top five is hard for me. I can't, I can do top three. Okay, number one, number three is Band of Brothers. It's not a movie. It's a series, but it's my favorite. It's like, it's seriously one of my favorite movies of all time, uh, or series of all time. I could watch it a hundred times over again. I The first time I watched it when I was a kid um, on HBO and uh, and I, I fell in love with it and then I bought it on DVD and then I bought it on Blu-ray. Um, and it's just, it's just one of those stories that like you follow the characters from start to finish and you see them grow into these, into these men that you that you never really expected. And then like, there's also like, there's moments where you fall in love with a character and this is all true uh, based off of a true story. And you fall in love with a character and you're like, okay, they've put in so much emphasis on this character. Like with storytelling, when you put a lot of emphasis on, on a character, you usually don't kill them off, but they ended up, they end up do dying. Um, you know, uh, at some point during the war and you just, you just sit there and you're just like, I, I, I grew to love this character. I lo- grew grew to love this man who was like, uh, who 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 fought so much and who cared so much about his brothers, and then he he died, and it's just like you sit there and you're just like, holy shit, like that, and then you realize it's a real person who who did die uh, in that pl- like during that time in that place, and it's just like, it it just it just gets super real and and crazy like that. Ooh, more. Thank you so much for that beautiful raid. Thank you so much for that beautiful raid, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you? How is your stream? Can I get a... I'll I'll do it, Lime. You're probably working, so... I'll do the shout-out. I'll do the shout-out. You're good. You're good. There you go. Uh... Why is my bot not working? Oh, there it is. You were playing Tom Clancy Division 2. Very nice. Very nice. Um, okay, so let's uh Ooh. Meme, thank you so much for that. I'm gonna pop this right up. Excuse me. I'm gonna pop this right over here because I cannot see chat right now. Chat's not popping up on my on my uh, OBS monitor. Um, meme, REI meme. Thank you so much for that. I super appreciate. Reem meme. Thank you. I super appreciate that. Hope you have a great day. More. Thank you so much for being here. We're just talking about our favorite top three favorite movies of all time. Top favorite movies of all time. Top three. So if you know what are your top three and why, that's what we're talking about right now. My my next favorite movie, my next favorite movie is uh, um, is Pulp Fiction. So number coming in number two. Uh, uh, my next one is uh, um, is Pulp Fiction, and the reason why it's Pulp Fiction is because. The dialogue in that movie is so fantastic. It really is. It's one of the best dialogues in any movie of uh, um, 
of all time. Like it, it really like the opening scene of that movie is they're literally talking about nothing. They're talking about uh, they're talking about uh, Royale with cheese. They're talking about cheeseburgers and they're talking about they're talking about like massages and all this stuff. And it's literally about nothing. And you're you're just so like entrenched in this conversation that you don't want it to stop. You just don't want it to stop. And you're just like you're you're I could watch again. It's one of those movies I could watch over and over and over and over again. And and that's kind of how I define my favorite movies. Like, how often can I watch them? How often can I watch these movies? And I could probably watch Pulp Fiction back to back. No, no, no. Let me rephrase it. I could watch it week to week. It's such an emotional, heavy story that you do have. You can't. I don't think I could watch it back to back. But I could watch it week to week. Like I could watch it one week and then the next week and week after that. Just because it's such an emotional impact, that movie, um, that it would be hard to watch it day after day. I think I would get like super like emotional and like just drain it, just drain of my emotions from it. Um, and coming into number one, my favorite, my favorite uh, movie of all time. And I think you guys are going to be really surprised by this movie. I really do. My favorite movie of all time is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's true. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is my number one movie of all time. And it, it for for one very well, okay. So on top of the corkiness, the corkiness and the and the fun humor uh, and you know Martin Freeman's in it, Sam Rockwell's in it, like Zoe Deschanel, who's who's on my list, uh, <laughs> you know, on my hall pass list. Like there is, um, there is definitely like I definitely uh, love that movie, and it, it, it is not just for the cast and the quirkiness of it, but there is also like this. Um, there's also this. Uh, this underlying message that a lot of people miss and it took me it took me like probably three or four times watching it before i really caught on to that the message of it so the entire so spoiler alert if you haven't seen it you should but if you haven't basically the, the under the whole movie is that they're trying to find the the question to everything um life universe and everything right they're trying to find the ultimate question and and that's that's and they go they're going through it and there's in a being or these this race of beings create a computer called deep thought and and they they ask this computer they say hey computer can you tell us what the ultimate question is the life universe and everything and the computer comes back with 42 Right. And so the, you guys, if you ever heard, oh, the answer is 42, that's where that reference comes from. It's the answer to everything is 42. But um, but through but through this, they get really upset. They get really, really upset with the uh, with the answer. And so they the computer says, OK, fine, I'm going to develop another computer that will develop this question that or come up with the answer for this question. And it's going to be it's going to have it's going to be built into its DNA over the course of millions of years and 
and you, you sit there and you think about it and she ended up that computer ended up creating earth and humans and the question to the answer to the life the universe and everything is love and the time you hear this the moment you know this is because arthur dent is sitting sitting in the chair he's, he's strapped down they're about to cut his brain out he's about they're about to cut his brain out and he is sitting there and he's trying to give these these this alien race their their answer they're like i don't know what the answer to the question is maybe you know butter you know grapes whatever and he goes I, and he, then he says i don't care what the ultimate question is i don't care what that is the only question that matters to me is is she the one and is she the one that i love and the answer is yes and that's the only question that matters and so that's kind of the uh that's uh, that's the only answer that matters. Or the only question and answer that matters is uh, is love. So like the whole the whole universe, uh, the life, the the answer to the ultimate question, what is the meaning of life, the universe and everything is love. And that's why I absolutely love that movie, because through all the adventures and all the quirkiness and all the fun that that that, that this movie kind of comes about, the core message of the movie is kind of underlying hidden and you really have to watch and listen and listen to the lines and listen to the dialogue and this watch people's reactions and things like that to really get it and it took in like it took me four times watching that movie to really understand uh to understand like what the message was and as soon as that message like clicked with me it became my favorite movie it really did it became my favorite movie instantly at that moment so that's why those are my top three movies. If you guys want to tell me your top three movies, you guys are more than welcome to tell me your top three movies. If not, we're going to move on to uh, we're going to move on to the preview for tonight's debate, uh, which is uh, happening, which is happening again on CNN at four at 5 p.m. Pacific time. 4 p.m. Eastern. So go do that. We're going to we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Wally is still on there for sure. Dude, I love Wally. Wally is so good. Pixar did a really great job with Wally. Like Pixar does a great job with any of their like standalone movies that they do. Right. Um. And they do like, like Wally, like the fact that like the fact that Wally and Eve don't say anything at all, like they don't say anything out through the entire movie other than Wally and Eve, like, and that you you understand. And they don't have facial expressions either, right? They don't have facial expressions. They don't have voices. They, they just, they're showing their love for each other through body language. That move, like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Of course. Yeah. Like. It is like the, the feeling of like the, that, 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 um, that love of by through just body language is 
Like it is just like it is it is phenomenal. Phenomenal. It really is. Uh and I I will I will always like I always hold that 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 movie in high regards. Like again, like it's hard for me to pick my top five or top ten. Top three is pretty easy. I can I can I can manage a top three, but I can't really manage I can't really manage a top five because it's it's rotating. It's a rotating top five. Um That that's how I feel about it. It's a rotating number. So like her was in my top five for like her like any I guess like I guess why I'm getting really into uh into uh Detroit Become Human is because like how <laughs> how like robots like wanting to be human, you know, like like her I like her for me is like a really her is definitely uh, is a great movie and heartbreaking and weird and like it's just yeah it is it's an, it's interesting and I kind of want to watch it again I might watch it today after I watch the boys because I'm almost done with the boys I'm almost done with that show should have watched it this last weekend and done a review on it sometime this week but I don't think that's possible. Uh, let's see. The airplane scene. Oh, the whale scene. Oh, this whale scene is the greatest. I love the whale scene. I love the whale scene. It's so good. Exactly where we were. And the missiles? Apparently they've turned into a bowl of petunias. And a very surprised looking whale. At an improbability factor of 8,767,128 to 1 against. We have no normality. Normality, right. <clears throat> we can talk about normality till the cows come home. What is normal? What's home? What are cows? Robert Cabot's here to restore my normality. It is important to note that suddenly, and against all probability, a sperm whale had been called into existence several miles above the surface of an alien planet. But since this is not a naturally tenable position for a whale, this innocent creature had very little time to come to terms with its identity. This is what it thought as it fell. And what's this thing coming towards me very fast? So big and flat and round, it needs a big, wide-sounding name like Owl, Owned, Round, Ground. That's it, Ground. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be friends with me. Hello, Ground. K. 
curiously, the only thing that went through the mind of the bowl of petunias as it fell was, oh, no, not again. <laughs> ah, I love it so much. I love that movie. Love that movie so much. Ha hard to watch when Matt and I only have an hour or so a day to hang out. Wait, so what airplane scene are you talking about? From what? Her? Are you talking about her? What airplane scene in her? I mean, the boys. Oh, I, I saw the airplane scene. Yeah, I saw the airplane scene, too. I saw the airplane scene, too. Brutal. Brutal. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to keep watching it. It was awful. Yeah, it was awful. It was awful for sure. I, uh, so yeah, so those are my, uh, so Band of Brothers, uh, Pulp Fiction and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy are my favorite movies of all time. Uh, if I had to go top five, I couldn't do top five. Devil Wears Prada is good. I like that. Uh, De uh, Beauty and the Beast is also very good. Beauty and the Best, though. I've never seen that one. Just kidding. <laughs> I've never seen Beauty and the Best. Um. So, yeah. So. Damn typos. I know. <laughs> I know. I I should not be one to call out people and their typos. I'm the last person that should be doing that. I'm the last person that should be doing that. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's uh, move on to our last bit of story here. So I'm the last Kiwi that should. <laughs> Oh, heck, those Princess Diaries. Oh, heck, also Princess Diaries. I like Princess Diaries. Uh, it's a good movie, too. Princess Diary. Is it Princess Diaries or Princess Diary? Wait, the Princess... Okay, yeah, Princess Diaries. Okay. And then... What's the Princess Bride? I always get Princess Diaries and Princess Bride mixed up. Not be Not the movies themselves, but, like, the titles of the movies. I always get the titles of the movies mixed up, but not the movies themselves. Like, I know which ones are what, but, like, the titles of movies I always get mixed up. I love Princess Bride, too. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. All right, so let's move on to the last story. Uh, and this is just a preview, right? So we're talking a preview of tonight's debate. So if you guys didn't know, there is a second debate tonight. It is the round two, night two. This in, this includes Joe Biden. This includes Kamala Harris. Is going to have Yang. It's going to have Castro. It's going to have Booker. It's going to have these. It's going to have all those people in it. Uh, and it's probably not going to be as much about policy tonight as it was last night. So last night was a lot about policy and it was a lot about, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Tonight's going to be a lot about Biden and his history. Uh, the reason I say this is because Cory Booker and Harris both have been attacking him since the last debate on his record. And so it's really going to be about Joe Biden's record and how they can bring him down. The thing about it though, is Harris can't be as aggressive as she was in the first debate. 
because Biden is going to expect that. He she, what she needs to hope for is that Booker or Castro or somebody else will be hard on Biden as well. Also, if she looks like she's going to be hard, if she's going to be hard on Biden, she's going to look very much like kicking a person while they're down because he is losing points. Right? He is losing points and she doesn't want to look she doesn't want to have that she doesn't want to look like that essentially. She wants to look very civil as as a person. So yes, she should call him out for things, but she needs to hope that Cory Booker, who has also been calling Joe Biden out on his record, hopefully he steps up that game and lets that and he does it because Cory Booker isn't going to get the nomination. But what he can do in this in, in this instant is he can actually um he can actually get his name out there a little bit more. Right. He can get his name out there a little bit more and hopefully in the future he'll be able to uh, he'll be able to run for president or uh, or maybe run for governor of his state or something along those lines where he will be able to essentially get a higher office than what he has now. But he's not going to get the nomination. But at least what he can do is call Biden out for these things for Harris, I guess you could say, like kind of like a team up like Bernie and Elizabeth did. Um, but like the, come to the big things here is I really like Castro and I would love to see him have a big breakout in this next debate in this debate tonight. I'd love to see that. Um, also Booker, but they both Booker and Castro both need to do something tonight as well as Yang. Yang had not really much to say in the last debate and, and I really hope that he has more to say in this debate. Uh, he he's not going to be matched up with so many of the heavy hitters. So, um, and he there's only two big candidates. Um, like last debate, Bernie, Biden, and Harris all were on one night, and then Elizabeth Warren had the the first night all to herself. So, uh, so this debate there's only Harris and Biden. So the other ones may have some time to be able to speak up, and I hope Yang does because he does have some good policies. He has some good ideas. He is a very forward thinking individual. And that's, that's not, that's probably not a surprise just because he is a, he, you know, he was a, he owned a tech company in Silicon Valley. So it's probably not a surprise, but definitely, um, definitely needs to step up and say something. Um, but again, it's, it's not going to be a lot about policy. It's going to be about Biden and his record. It's going to be about Trump. It's going to be a lot about Trump. I know both debates feel like they've been a lot about Trump, but this one is going to be heavily on Trump. And it's going to be about Biden. And that's really sucks because I think Harris has some good ideas. I think Yang, I think Castro, I think they all have great ideas and it's not going to come out in this debate. It's and that's at least that's my assumption. I think it's just going to be it's just going to be a bashing Joe Biden fest. And either they're going to look like they're beating up on an old man and Biden's going to get the, a sympathy boost in the polls or they're not going to be hard enough on him and he's just going to stay where he is. I don't think I don't think this this debate for anybody is going to have any kind of uh any kind of like significance in the polls for them. Last night was a different story though. I you know, the the fact that the centrists were attacking just gave them gave the progressives more legs to stand on and sh- and showing the world why their policies are more popular and why they would work over say what Joe Biden wants to do and what Harris wants to do. So I think Bernie and Elizabeth will go up in the polls. I think Biden and and uh Harris will essentially drop down 
And it would be great to see two powerful progressives at the top of that list. Um, but again, preview preview tonight. I definitely want to see Castro and Booker and Yang both come out with some big, uh, big moments. I think Castro above everyone else will actually have some big moments because he's actually pretty elegant and he's he's able to act. He is actually able to like express his policies uh, where others don't really uh, have that ability. Booker is very much a politician, and I think that he's gonna he's gonna attack Biden. Uh, Yang needs in the moment. I mean, that's really about it. That's really about it for this for this debate tonight. It's not going to be um, it's not going to be that that exciting. I think I think it's going to be a pretty dull debate compared to last night. Um, and 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 if if Harris comes out, if Harris comes out again, like real strong against Biden again, I don't think it's going to help her in any way. I think it's going to it's going to hurt her. And she's really yeah, she's going to need to really uh, kind of tone it down a bit and and let somebody else kind of step in and and speak up against against Biden, his record, especially with that 1994 crime bill that he that he sponsored and worked with. Um, and yeah, I, I that's essentially what I think. Hi, Cora. Hi. What? What are you all excited about? Want to come up here? You want to come up? Come on. Come on. There you go. Hi. Hi. Yeah, yeah, you're a good girl. It's core, everybody. Oh, no lick. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Yes, lick. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> yeah, but she does. She licks too much. She literally just licked. She literally just licked the mic stand. The boom arm. She literally just licked the boom arm. Like. <laughs> she's licking. She's licking the carpet. She licks everything. All right. She needs to stop. <laughs> She needs to stop. That's a, that, that <laughs> she, she's like, she'll be like, like sitting on the bed and she'll start licking the, the, the blanket. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, she she'll jump up. So like, there's two things that were three things we're trying to get out of her right now. We're trying to get her to stop jumping up on people. We're also trying to get her to uh, to stop uh, licking and stop running away. So like, if we open the door, she'll just bolt. Um, and so that's one thing that we're trying to do is get her to stop running away. We're also trying to get her to stop. Um, we're trying to get her to stop licking and then jumping up on people the jumping up on people has actually done pretty well it's actually done really well uh we like as soon as i walk in the door i tell her to go upstairs and she'll go upstairs instead of jumping up on people and then uh the licking has kind she she understands no to the licking so like that is a good step but she she continues to do it like trying to lick instead of like i so i have to continue telling her no um so 
Yeah, they do it to strangers. Yeah, she'll do it to strangers. She'll do it to me, but she's not as aggressive with me. Uh, when um, when it like when it comes to other people, she is like really aggressive on jumping, like really aggressive. And with me, she'll like run up and then like jump and like hug me, which is really nice, which I really like. But like I know that I should let her do it because like I come home and like uh, I'll put my keys in my pocket and she immediately comes up and jumps and like puts her arms around me and stuff. It's it's really nice hug, but like. But like, I know I shouldn't let her do that because I know it enforces the other part of her being really aggressive when other people come over and not like mean, but just like really forceful about it. So. Which is not often, <laughs> which is not often. All right, everybody. Let's see here. I got. Uh... All right, everybody. Uh, that is today's show. That's all I got to talk about. Does anyone have anything else they want to talk about today? You guys have any questions about the debates? You guys have any questions? Any of you want to tell me your top movies? Uh, like your top five, top three, top whatever. Um. Okay, all right. So we actually, I just saw an update from Twitch four minutes ago that chat isn't working the way it should. So that's why I wasn't able to see it on. Top movies you love. So like, what are your top movies that you love? Uh, not, not like, what are your favorite movies? It doesn't have, they don't have to be a good movie. They just have to be, they just have to be, you know, like, I don't, like, I wouldn't say Hitchhiker's Guide of the Galaxy is, like, ultimately, like, a good movie, but it's one of my favorites. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it in the same category as, like, Schindler's List or, like, Color Purple or uh, E.T. I'm naming all Steven Spielberg movies. Uh, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey, you know, things like that. Like, I wouldn't put it into those categories, Wait, Holy Grail. Wait, Mighty Powers in the Holy Grail repo? What's the Holy Grail repo? You sh wait, 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 wait. There's a I know, I know, but you said you need to find a third. There's three right there. Oh, no, repo. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. No, that's two. No, sorry. Yeah, I see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mighty Python and Holy Grail. I love it. I love that movie. It's just a flesh wound. <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> well, call the draw. You have no limbs. <laughs> I. It has 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's pretty good. What is the uh, critics? Critics, uh, critics, ninety-seven. Uh, audience is ninety-five percent. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I love. I love my Python, the Holy Grail. It's one of my very first like, like, campy comedies that I've ever seen. 
and I like I just couldn't get enough of it. I will fight in your general direction. <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right. So tonight we're going to be playing Detroit Become Human. We're probably going to play another seven chapters. So we'll probably play from seven to 14 tomorrow or tonight. Yeah, we'll probably play seven to 14 tomorrow, uh, tonight. And then, uh, and then we'll probably do another seven, another seven. So now that I know how long these chapters are, I have a better idea. Uh, there's 32 chapters. So, uh, in total for the whole story however to complete the game 100 percent, there is a whole like another there's like alternate endings right so like you play the game all through once and then there's like like another so there's eight hours of actual gameplay to play through the entire thing and then and then after that uh you have another like 30 hours of like trying to play through the rest of the game. So there's like 40 hours of gameplay here with all different alternate endings. So we're definitely going to, uh, we're definitely going to play through them all. Now we may not like once we finish the main story or like the first set of the story, what we might end up doing is breaking off into another game and then coming back every once in a while to Detroit human uh detroit becoming human but like there are some games that i've been wanting to play lately um like get back into uh i also want to play overwatch i still want to play sea of thieves i don't want to lose that game i love that game i don't want to lose it um i want to play spider-man again uh i want to reset the game and start over because i missed a bunch of it uh, i feel like i'm in a really good place now as a streamer where i can play spider-man and not feel like i'm i'm losing chat um and the one thing that i'm doing a little differently with the uh the one thing that i'm doing a little differently with um the stories is i'm adding this what they call two three five crop so in movie in movie terms so or you might know it as a 21 by 9 aspect ratio so when you when, you, when we're shooting a movie say for like an actual movie a big movie uh they shoot in what they call uh, uh, Cinescope, which is, uh, which is a, uh, 21 by nine, or they call it a two, three, five to one aspect ratio. And two, three, five to one is, is that what you guys see on a 16 by nine is called letterboxing, which is essentially this. So when you watch a movie, you're watching it in a letterboxing form on your 16 by nine TV. And if you get a widescreen, say a 21 by nine monitor, you actually lose those black bars and you're actually seeing the movie in its full Cinescope uh, format that the filmmakers wanted you to watch it in. And so when we're watching, when we're, uh, when we're broadcasting, we're broadcasting in 16 by nine. And if I wanna give you guys this cinematic look, I wanna, I'm gonna, I put these, letterbox on to give it a two three five to one aspect ratio and that gives it a cinematic look to it and 
that is what I'm doing with Detroit Become Human because it is so cinematic. And I really want to get that feel of a, you're watching a movie when you're when we're doing things. And I really do feel like we had that yesterday when we were watching, when we were uh, playing the game and having those moments of the tooth of those cinematic moments. And I want to do that with Spider-Man as well. I want to do that with every story game we play. And so I'm going to be really picky on what stories we actually play because I want to be able to have a lot of voice acting in it. I want to be able to have great cinematics. I want to have all those things. So it makes it feel like we're watching a movie together instead of just playing the game. So that's kind of like, I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is a good game that we could probably play. Uh, we could probably do uh, Spider-Man again because that has some great cinematics. Um, Detroit Become Human is one of them. Just There's just a bunch of different uh, games, I think, that have a lot of voice acting and a lot of cinematic moments that will really uh, have a great quality stream with this uh, uh, with this 16 by 9 aspect ratio. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to, I think it's really going to be uh, fun to do that. I do. I do. And that's tonight. We're going to continue playing tonight because I am super pumped for it. Super pumped. <sighs> Anything else on anyone else's mind here today? Anything else going on? If not, I'm going to call it a day for the morning stream. I'm going to I'm going to get off. I'm going to get some foods in my bellies. I am going to uh, probably put up the uh, I'm going to probably put up a uh, the vlog, uh, the the uh, the podcast and do a couple other things here and there. But all in all, that is uh, that is our show for today. And I super appreciate everyone coming out and hanging, hanging with us. Uh, I am curious on seeing who is alive out here today and seeing uh, who um, who we can show some love to. Oh, you know what? We're going to show some love to our friend. I'm sort of alive, yeah. We're going to show some love to our friend Death Valley, who's currently playing Marvel's Spider-Man. Uh, we just talked about this game. This dude is really awesome, really funny guy. Uh, love him to death. I'm going to be hanging out and staying with him at TwitchCon, uh, and he's just a really cool dude. So we're going to show him some love. I will see you guys. To, uh, if I don't see you tonight, I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. Uh, remember, we're going to be, we might have like an, a little open discussion tomorrow. We might have a, we might have to do an open discussion. We might do a, um, uh, we're going to talk a little bit probably. Wait, did he just get offline? Ugh, he just got offline. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, Cameron. Okay. Uh threshold breaker. This guy comes in here all the time. We're gonna we're gonna show some love to this threshold. All right, everyone. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the recorded podcast of Mornings with Aiken. Join us live and give your opinion on topics Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv forward slash Charlie Aiken.